Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith. It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind. It now. made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. on the rock episode number 72 last time we talked we were mid-game against arizona a week ago tonight we lost a heartbreaker against the minnesota wild so we've got a little bit of a recap from this week and uh, a couple other small league notes yeah so i mean the canucks started off this week uh very well they won six games in a row they going back to last week right um and then, <laughs> in the end, it ends up being kind of the Ottawa game, which they should have won, but mm-hmm. they let slide. Uh, they let the Sens tie it up. They were up 2 nothing originally, and brought the Sens back in, gave the Sens a lead, tied it up, and then eventually lost in the shootout to, you know, uh, <laughs> Adam Gaudet, which obviously stings a little bit more because, as you said, if he's taking that shot against any other team he's not scoring but because it's the Canucks it's going in and it's just too Canuck yeah I, I, it was the most Canuck possible thing to happen but I, I mean it's hard to be too upset about the Canucks I think for me anyway just because of how much better the second half of the season was than the first half and like it sucks obviously I'd love to see the Canucks make the playoffs but just the fact that they played this much better to me, gives me a lot of hope, and I, I obviously think if the Canucks could have sl- like slipped into that third spot in the Pacific and played Edmonton, I would be like a lot happier than the thought of them creeping into that last spot in the West and playing Colorado personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably not gonna happen. I mean. I've said this so many times, though, and then they come back and they make it interesting. But I think we just have to kind of enjoy what they've done, and it's really nice. We have, you know, three 30-goal scorers, which hasn't happened since 95-96 with Dead Tonight, and seeing, yeah, like, definitely, like, Miller was great all season, but uh, Pedersen and Horvat hitting 30, I think, is really nice to see, judging by both of them had periods of time where they were very harshly criticized especially Pedersen and I mean rightfully so due to his play and his like contract and everything that he is meant to be for the Canucks he should be criticized when he's playing poorly but uh, it's nice to see him bounce back and be looking this dominant I've thought you know for the last couple weeks he's been the best Canuck McKnightly which is again outside of Demko but it's it's nice to see I do think maybe what we're seeing a bit here, too, is maybe Demko's a bit overplayed at this stage. Um, So, I don't know. Again, tonight they lost a game to a really good hockey team, and they had their chances, right? Like, that second period, they did take the lead. They couldn't hold on to it. And then they ultimately lose it in the third, and I I thought their third period, again, wasn't great. Um... But to me, it just looked like Minnesota knew what they were doing, and they went out and they played their game, and they're a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said to you earlier, it's like the 30th 30th biggest game of the year now, which is really nice considering where we started 25 games into the season when the big changes all happened. So it's been really enjoyable to, like, 
have these meaningful games and have that hope. Um, it is disappointing to have Demko play the way he has this year and have three thirty goal scores, yeah. and now it looks like they probably won't make the playoffs. But yeah. again, never say never. Yeah, you know they could win win out, and L.A. and Dallas Those and Vegas could all lose all their games. <laughs> like it's not impossible, but uh, yeah, it was a big blow tonight. Um, so yeah, we talked mid game with Arizona, and they ended up winning that one seven one, which yeah. was like it's Arizona, yeah. but it was sweet just for like the enjoyment of it. Yeah. And then uh, they had a big break, and then Monday they came out and played one of their best games that like of the great. year yeah. against Dallas, yeah. winning 6-2, and like Dickinson played on another level against yeah. his old team. Yeah, that was good to see. It was a good game. Um, yeah. And then it was just really unfortunate that Ottawa and Vancouver both played the two, night before. Yeah, the night before. And you would think that Vancouver should have, and, and they really should have, they especially should have after that, that second period. Yeah. The Canucks had a lot of opportunities, a lot of looks at the net, and like and a, an an egregious amount of like times that they just plainly missed the net yeah. on shots that they yeah. normally wouldn't. Yeah. Not saying they're all gonna go in, but no, like but put get, it to the net, make yeah. the goalie make a save. Exactly. Yeah. So it was disappointing, and then like you say, Goddard winning the the shootout too was super frustrating because it's just like, it's so Canuck, you know. Yeah. It's like the he got his first career goal against the Canucks yeah. or like he got his first ever hat trick yeah. against the Canucks or first ever shutout against the Canucks oh it's you know always... it's such a Foley thing from last year right like every yeah. time he scores the, he plays the Canucks he's going to score a hat trick but you know it's just it is what it is as a Canucks fan you expect it kind of thing yeah so I mean looking ahead if they do not make the playoffs it's going to be super fascinating to see what this new management team yeah. has determined in this 60 games 55 games yeah. since they took over um and what they're gonna do because like they have a lot of good pieces and they obviously realize that and the money situation is the obstacle the money um, and I, I still think the defense i know that they said the defense wasn't the problem but yeah i i mean like the fact you have like oel and myers making that much money on that pairing um that they're both not top defenders anymore mm-hmm is a problem um and i mean like uh, honestly outside of like luke shen and quinn hughes i'm not really that happy with like dermot's been fine since he's come to from toronto yeah as you know fifth sixth guy whatever he's fine yeah Um, but they they need to to do something but I, i agree like if you compare this to where we were at last year when we were thinking about like what they're gonna do as a team there's a lot more hope yeah. Um, and like you know I, I'm now not overly concerned about their bottom six making like a crazy amount of money and no like, and like you and I yeah. talked about earlier like they made they made the right move it seems like with Mott because of his value in this market yeah he was gonna get paid paid too much <laughs> and and like as, as you can see bringing in like a Richardson or whatever like it's a role that you can fill without having to overpay yeah. so and I mean, even like Will Lockwood, right? Like since he's come up, he's provided yeah. some of that. I don't minus think the there. offense. Yeah, I don't think he's Moss level yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's young, <clears throat> and yeah, it's good to. It'll see. be it'll be interesting to follow the Abbotsford Canucks too, because there is some prospects. Like apparently Rathbone has yeah. really picked it up defensively. Yeah. He's already had some of that offense in in his NHL game. Yeah. And like Linus Carlson has come around yeah. quite a bit too. So yeah. these are players that might be able to make that jump next year. Um, at this point, like, I know it was only, like, a week or two ago, Alvin said that, like, moving forward, they're really happy to have Hughes and OEL on the left side as their top two guys yeah. there. 
and then plug in the holes beside them, which obviously I think Shen's going to be with Hughes most of the year next yeah. year. Um, I can see them paying to move Myers' contract. Yeah. I don't think it would cost an egregious amount to do so because no. there is a bit of a market for that guy that can play the minutes. And, yeah. And, and if he has more of an opportunity to play power play, I think he can get more points elsewhere. Yeah. So he's I not bad offensively. Like, obviously, he's not ideal, but he's not yeah. awful. But, like, he, yeah. you know, Hughes and OEL get the power yeah, play. And, and Hunt, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, I think I can see that being the move, you know, the move they make to clear up cap space yeah. to make it all kind of work and try not to break up the band too much next year. Yeah. And I think like you touched on with Demko, you know, this is the most games he's ever played as a starter. It's probably like doubled his NHL career totals as games yeah. played. Um, so it's a, it's a lot to rely on a young guy coming up and getting his first big contract starting goalie yeah. type gig. So, you know... He's probably pretty fatigued, but come back next year and be better. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And they did sign Spencer Martin. I don't remember if we talked about this. We didn't, but his first ever one-way deal. Yeah. Two years. Yeah, to be the backup for Demko. So it'll be a cheap backup for the Canucks, which is nice to see. But again, (laughs) we'll see, right? Like, he's looked good. Small sample size (laughs) in the NHL. Small sample size in the NHL. So if... You know, running forward, Demko is going to be the guy. But how many starts are you going to be giving to young Demko? Because I don't think you really want to get into this position again next year where you feel like you kind of have to play Demko. Yeah, um, they're going to, though. They're going to, I like, know. But he's going to get six yeah, next year, for I sure. Know. But, but, you know, maybe he's just better prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we'll it's rare now in the NHL, right, for the starter to play 60 games. But yeah, um, this there's is where the we're odd at. guys. And the he is still young. Yep. So... He's got some, you know, he's got, <laughs> he's got a lot of good qualities. I'm a big Demko fan, so we'll see how it goes. And obviously, again, another thing that the Canucks do have going forward. Obviously, you can't tell too much about next year until next year happens. But barring like any sort of massive transformation in the Pacific, they do have a weaker division, and that is part of the reason why they've stayed in the hunt for the amount of time that they have is because they play in this division. But Again, you know, you think about the teams moving forward next year. Like, obviously, I would expect that Vegas is going to bounce back and have a better season if they get healthy, but you never know. It could be the end. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, they're going to lose Riley Smith yeah, if they but, won't afford him. Yeah. And, you know, I think Leonard's going to be a question mark moving forward, too, with his health. Yeah. You never know. You never know. I don't right? have a lot of faith in, in Vegas. I have more faith in them being better than this year, though, than I do them them being, like, awful. And it's probably only because you know that their owner is impatient. <laughs> so he's going to make moves. Like, if Leonard can't be your starter, then they're going to figure something out, I-, I think, right? Yeah. But even though, like, if you look at the top the top teams, like, you can see that Calgary, I don't know what they're going to do with Goudreau. It's going to be really interesting to see because Kachuk is also up. So I think you're losing Goudreau. Like, I, I don't think you keep him. But who knows? He's played very well this season for them, but I, I don't think they're going to be as good a team next year as they were this year. Edmonton, always a big question mark. And I think, like, logistically, the other team in that conversation has to be Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they can be better than two of those three teams for sure, mm-hmm. kind of moving forward. So it's, it's nice to see that, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry too much about Arizona, San Jose, 
Like, I know Anaheim's the young players yeah. are going to get better, but I don't think they're going to be yeah. taking that step next year, especially I mean, if they sold off a lot of pieces. Yeah. LA, I don't know, because a lot of the young guys aren't taking that big step, yeah. and the other guys are just getting older. Yeah. So, it, like you say, it leaves a lot of room for, for opportunity for Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. And like you alluded to, and I was going to jump into, is like the offseason is going to be fascinating from Vancouver's standpoint, but like overall... There's a lot of players who are up on their contracts, and it, like you brought up Go- Goudreau and Calgary. Yeah. Um, man, like, what are they gonna do if Calgary makes it to the final four or even the Stanley Cup final and doesn't quite win? Yeah. But he plays a big role. Like, yeah. they're gonna be in a really, really tough spot. I mean, um, I honestly think if he gets nominated for the heart, which isn't outrageous. I think that that almost makes it a hard conversation too, like with your fans. Yeah. If you're like, oh, we have a heart trophy, like candidate, and then we're just letting him go yeah. for nothing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, like, what else can you do to fit in? Like, Max Chuck is going to make a ton. Well, they'll find a way to pay to move Monaghan. Yeah. Uh, they have, like, they have to. Yeah. And, um, and that might be it. Yeah. But anyway, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of interesting things coming down the pipe. Um, you know, like Minnesota tonight, Fiala's now a 32-goal yeah. scorer, 77-point guy. Yeah. Like, he's an RFA, but, like, we've talked about Minnesota's cap, how they're going to be in next year with the yeah. buyouts. Yeah. And, like, but, like, they're going to be in a really tough spot. There's going to be a lot of names out there. It'll be just interesting to see the merry-go-round and where everybody comes off kind of thing. Yeah. But, um... Do you have anything else on the free agency? I don't think so. Okay. I want to twi- quickly acknowledge Ovi's 50-goal yeah. season, ninth ever in his career, and ties Gretzky and Bossy for most 50-goal seasons in a career. Um, it's been incredible. Like you said earlier, I don't think anyone thought he was going to have another 50-goal year, but he is Ovi, and he did it. Um, he's 114 10, goals off of Gretzky's yeah. record to tie, and so 115 for the lead, which it, it just seems doable. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. It's really crazy. It's yeah. really entertaining. It's like something that it's going to be a, a hot topic for the next two to three seasons if you can keep it up. Yeah, um, fascinating to watch this all come together. I kind of remember, I think, like five years ago, like the first kind of whispers about it, and I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way he's going to stay, like, healthy enough and keep producing at this level to do it. And he's done it to this point where it almost seems inevitable right now, and it's just like... You know, when he signed that deal last summer, you're like, okay, he's doing it. Like, he's in it to get the record, and he's going to complete it. And, yeah, I've been an OB fan since he broke into the league. I always really enjoyed watching him play, so it's cool to see. Just, again, considering, too, the era of time that he's played in and the goalies and the low-scoring games and then all the games missed from the lockouts and COVID and everything Mm -hmm. that he's in this conversation so props to him for sure yeah and also interesting like i mentioned earlier is um if you look at games played like if he keeps on this pace he'll get the record if he gets there in like really close to the same amount of games played as gretzky too which is equally impressive yeah it's insane it's not like he's just played like 400 games more and that's why he got there or something you know totally um so yeah pretty pretty exciting time um especially like goal scoring is up we talked about that earlier yeah so yeah a lot of 
a lot of things we didn't think we would see. A lot of team records are getting set and broken and stuff like that. I know Kaprizov now has like ninety five or something. Yeah, he has the records for Minnesota for like rookie from last year, but now like just general score for that team. So yeah, it's, it's a kind of a golden era of goal scorers and elite talent in the league, and it's and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we can quickly just talk about like the playoffs are on the horizon. There's yeah. anywhere from like four to six games left per team. Yeah. The East is set with their eight. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, who Florida and Carolina end up get as the wild cards because yeah. it's kind of like a little like bit of juggling. Well. You never know who's going to yeah. play with Toronto at this point. Is yeah. it going to be Boston? Is yeah. it going to be Tampa? Yeah. You know, is, is um, Washington a pop-up past Pittsburgh and play New York, which yeah. you said earlier would be storyline-wise way more interesting to yeah. see those two in the playoffs, you know, referring to the okay. Tom Wilson incident and – and just what, the what, whole structure of that team, right? Yeah, like, and, and see if it paid off, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how that's all going to shake out in the East and then the West, as, as we talk about endlessly. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, there is a couple teams still in the chase, and we don't know it's, if it's going to – who it's going to come down to. Um, it's like 99% sure we'll see St. Louis and Minnesota, which yeah, I think is going to be I'm a really heavy series one. with a lot of scoring. Yeah. Should be good. I think we all think Colorado is going to cakewalk out of the first yeah. round. Yeah. Um, uh, the only thing I could think would be if somehow Nashville dropped into like the second wild card and played um, Colorado. I feel like I still think that Colorado would win, but I feel like it would be a closer series. Mm. If it's Colorado Dallas, it's like I think it's just done. Uh, <laughs> kind of like thanks for showing up. You know, here's your predicament ribbon. Now go home. Yeah. Um. But I think Nashville's going to be hard on whoever they play because it seems like they're kind of entrenched in that spot. So if it's Calgary, I, I think that's going to be also actually quite an entertaining watch, even though I hate Calgary. But <laughs> could be a good series. It like Nashville good. last year surprised a lot of people in the playoffs yeah. when they took Carolina to seven, I think yeah. it was, didn't they? Yep. And that was a lot of sorrow standing on his head, really. But um, you just never know in the playoffs. There's always an upset in round one. Yeah, I think, too, in the East, like if you have – Boston, Carolina, which it kind of seems like it's going to be now. I feel like that series is also going to be interesting, even though I'm not, like, I don't like either of those teams, really, but I just feel like there's going to be a lot of animosity for some reason. Okay. Um, I don't know. Anyway, and then, yeah, that Atlantic battle is going to be fun, whatever happens, so. And is it the year for the Leafs? I don't know. I still say I have a hard time betting against Vasilevsky, but yeah. And I mean, what is it now? Six one tonight. Tampa's yeah. stomping on Toronto. Yeah. So time will tell. Yeah. So uh, again, as always, next time we talk, we'll have a clearer picture of what's <laughs> going to happen. I think we have like what two weeks until the end of the regular season. It's pretty close, right? Because LA that game's next Thursday, I think, and then I think they might just have one more game after that. So a week, ten days, maybe. Yeah. So. Uh, if we don't do another episode in a week like we usually do, maybe we'll do one right at the end of the regular season and just kind of recap and kind of preview. And, and then I think we should do a separate episode mini and do our bracket, yeah, our bracket challenge. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm hoping for that, for a rematch this for, year. For some redemption. <laughs> yeah, it has to go better than last year. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I think that's about it for this one. So... Uh, thanks for listening. Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode number 72. That's Laura and I'm Keith, and we will be back. Woo!